can spit at you from here. What are you doing with your face? That's free speech. Nerd, you're wrong. Oh! That is some bad philosophy. Come on. Bad philosophy. Episode 6, recorded on October 3rd, 2008. Metanoids. Hello, everyone. Welcome, man. One, two, bad philosophy. We're coming at you this week live on Stickyam. So uh, if you happen to be listening to this later, um, sucks for you. Uh, you could have you seen Kevin stabbing me with a virtual cattle pride. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll go ahead and start things off. Oh, just to let you know, we've got Kevin Saunders on the show today. Thanks to be waving this time. Yeah. Um, Eric Butelik is back. Can't see me waiting this time. No. <laughs> and uh, Matt Legler with his brand new pair of roller right. blades. Brand spanking new. Brand spanking new. Like literally just bought them an hour ago. Thank you, Kevin. Is on the show. And uh, I'm going to get things started with today's um, prefix of the week. Today's prefix of the week is meta. Meta. Add it to any word. It will automatically make that word cooler. Meta is pretty much the prefix of my life. Hmm. I have a very meta life. I, I have a very meta life, too. Is there um, such a thing as a metaphile? One that loves meta? <laughs> that one that loves meta? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think you could have a metaphile. I think, I think we will... We, everyone should be a metaphile. I'm a freaking metaphile. This week, this week, I recommend everyone be a metaphile. I'm going I'm to tweet so, that so, I'm a metaphile. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, no, you should tweet about tweeting that you are a metaphile. Oh. Which is and I would, exactly I would retweet about tweeting about... Tweeting metaphiles. Yes, <laughs> if I could, use, if I could copy and paste. Yeah. So you're starting to get the idea. When you attach meta to something, it makes it like it's recursive. It's recursive. It's it's like second order. So uh, you know, it's like a higher level. So you know, tweeting is just you know your regular tweeting. But if you're tweeting about tweeting, that's meta tweeting. In yeah. other words, recursive tweeting. Recursive. Uh, should yes. it be meta hyphen file or meta file all one word? Meta file one word. Meta file all one word. Yeah, metaphile. It's pure meta. Exactly. Like pedophile. The fact that I'm metaphile. <laughs> I'm a metaphile. <laughs> that's one word. That's two letters away from pedophile. Three letters. Seven letters. letters. I can't, it's, it's one word away from being metaphile. I, I can't spell. Pedophile. I can't spell today. Um, I can't spell ever. <laughs> but we we really we really had no uh, no topic for this week, uh, so we're we're really gonna free ball it on this one. Um, isn't that what you do with cocaine? Oh my gosh! I don't know. I've, I've never done cocaine, so you should try it. <laughs> I, I really shouldn't. Um, <laughs> and I've never done it either, but you should try it. No, I, I should, and, and neither should anyone out there. Uh, you know, you <laughs> don't should, do drugs. Don't do drugs. And don't drugs, do meta drugs. Don't do meta drugs. Do meta drugs sound sweet. Drugs about drugs. <laughs> Sounds like art. Drugs that transcend drugs. Well, it's artist. like drugs Drugs that make you feel like you're on drugs. It sounds like the high of life. High of life is stupid. Get that would be a meta drug. Do not get high on crack. That's a lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it isn't. I don't want to go crack. I'm just going to keep pointing at the screen. And all you listeners can't see me pointing at the screen because you didn't watch us live. Yeah. But they might be for all you. By the way, every... Do- Oh, we just got uh, uh, Kevin's meta tweet. Oh, my meta tweet just showed up. Just showed up on my uh, twirl, I which, it was I, be which I'm going to now close because um, it, it dings. It dings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you like twirl? 
I do. I like. I really do like Twirl. So and I, I really don't want to make this a podcast about Twitter because no. so but many people talk about. If Twitter we do a podcast time. about podcasting, I mean, what we kind of are. That's like a meta Dude, podcast. We, yeah, we, meta we could make it a meta podcast today and discuss the nature of podcasting. That's the philosophical natures thereof. That is it. That is it. Maybe the social idea. impact of podcasting. Social impact. Yeah. You know what I'm saying about that psycho. <laughs> <laughs> He's obviously referencing my T-shirt, which those of you who aren't watching us live—that is to say, nobody or everybody—everybody's <laughs> not watching us live. Yeah. I'm wearing a T-shirt that says "Psycho" on it. Everybody's nobody, and nobody is everybody. Nobody's somebody. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, let's go ahead and do. We'll make it a meta podcast. Metacast. So, so why did why did we get into this in the first place, Eric? Like, uh, for instance, what, what's the backstory on Bad Philosophy? Uh, we'll make this kind of a behind-the-scenes episode, you did, I guess. You had uh, studying for philosophy, uh, cl- different classes. Yeah. First, uh, study of minds. And, uh, and, yeah, I mean, uh, we, Eric and I had pretty much yeah. every class uh, that I've taken with Dr. Webb. Eric has been there, too. Yeah, so um, we would always be at the cop shop, and there'd be other people, I think Josh Clemens or whoever. Yeah, which and, we still uh, need to get on. Who we still need to get on the show. And we had, you know, fun philosophy sessions, and somewhere in there we also did an essay. That yeah, mostly passed. I think. I think was yeah. I like the only one who got an A? I got maybe a. I got the higher A. You got an A. Well, I mean, it, all, it all comes out as A. So yeah, right in space. it all comes out as A in the, in the wash. So, but yeah, so so these conversations um, were brilliant, uh, mm-hmm. and honestly, I do wish we would have recorded some. So we were and like, you hey, had this inner deep desire to put this on. I did. I, I had it within me. It, it like swelled up, and, and uh, it was it was like like vomit, but but good. Like, yes, like, like good vomit. It was like tasty vomit. It was like vomiting rainbows. Yes, it was. vomit. It was like meta vomit. <laughs> it was like vomiting vomit. But you do vomit vomit. <laughs> that's not meta. That's just vomiting. We we haven't done the meta in vomit. No, meta vomiting is when the vomit vomits. It's so like if you personified vomit and it'd be there so you can find some sort of some sort of vomit elemental. I think the only place yeah. that happened is South Park. That would really? be Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Because the other night uh, Oprah's uh, but JJ held up um, a crowd of people and held them hostage. Yes. It it was it was meta awful. <laughs> it really was. It was it was, was meta Oprah. Awful. The end. Yeah. It was it was pretty bad. I've seen that one, but it was not. No, it was not fantastic at all. But uh, anyway, so yeah, we were like, hey, you know, we should do a podcast. And initially it was like, yeah, it's something we should do. And, you know, over the summer we, we had a couple of sessions on Skype talking about it, I think. And, uh, uh, yeah, I think so. And, um, so it, I, I started the website actually thanks to Matt. Um, I was I was kind of okay. like, you know, hey, I, I wonder if, uh, if the domain badphilosophy.com is available. Oh, what made us start talking about this? Um, I really don't know, but uh, somehow we got on the discussion, and uh, you were like, "Hey, I've already got hosting. You know, buy the domain, and we'll just host it on my." Well, I uh, feel selfish keeping a terabyte to myself at you know like three dollars a month. So yeah, <laughs> we're using it. Wow. So we're using it for our own evil schemes. <laughs> you know, I saw the ad for Bad Philosophy written on the chalkboard today in my class. That you was totally that me. I, totally I, I was there awesome. when you put that yes. up. Well, no. Oh no, wasn't it? <laughs> this is something. This is something I did last night uh, in the philosophy building. I went around to all of the philosophy classrooms and wrote it on the board. Yeah. So we need um, posters. Flyers, we need, we need like meta flyers. posters. We do. We need meta posters. Posters need, about like, posters. Posters. Yeah. Well, this is a poster about philosophy. 
I'm thinking we can put one poster up square and then put one up Caddy Corner on top of it. It's actually the poster. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, then, like, little comments about the poster, like, this is a poster. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, anyway, because those posters actually do get tracked a lot of people. Um, Really? I think so. Where where can we legally put them up, though? Because I'm pretty sure we're not... Oh, because we care about legal... No, we're we're not a student organization. So you know, on Texas Tech here, I believe there's a there's a law that that student organizations can a complex can put council it. promote it. So uh, the worst thing they could do if you take it down the post is, is take, take it take down. It down. Um, so if you make them cheap enough to be disposable, which they should be, mm-hmm. they're going to tear them down anyway. Dude, you go colored paper at seven cents a copy for black and white copy. Yeah. That's pretty darn sure. Of course, this issue has virtually no relevance to our, our <laughs> online listeners who are not near Texas Tech. And if true, you're already true. listening to this show, you really don't care Tell your how we're going to go promoting it. And if you are near Texas Tech, you might as well stop by and say hi. Yes, but we do encourage you, if you like bad philosophy, if you like what we've done so far, tell people about it. Tell if you to... don't like us, we're This Week in Tech. Yes. Um, <laughs> we recommend This Week in Tech, an excellent <laughs> podcast. Um, Bunch of men who know far more than we do about the technology industry and uh, are rather entertaining. So, if you're bored right now, go listen to them. TV. But anyway, yeah. So, so I got back here. I, I started the website uh, just shortly before uh, going coming back to campus this semester, and I uh, put some stuff up there and, and uh, learned how to do WordPress, and it was actually a pretty productive uh, experience for me. So, we got the website online, and I. Uh, Told Kevin about it, and he was like, hey, that sounds like a great idea. And uh, as you know... That's not what I said. He said he um, didn't care what you thought. No, I, I, that's not what I said either. But you said something about bad philosophy on Facebook status. Yeah. And I was, you want bad philosophy? I'll give you bad philosophy. And I spouted off some jargon. And he certainly has given us a lot of bad and he philosophy. he hasn't stopped since. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I started either. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, episode zero just kind of happened uh, yes. while we were at Freebirds, <laughs> uh, which was which was great. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so podcasts are a rel- relatively new phenomenon in general. And, uh, Actually, no, I was I- thinking earlier about sort of the difference, the evolution of like radio talk show to podcast. Yes, I, I would say that the the idea of podcasting or, or that that form of, of uh, expression has been around since the earliest days of radio. Do you think podcasting is eventually going to take over and kill radio? As we, I believe so. I don't. Well, okay. There's a lot of money behind terrestrial radio. There always has been. What, what we're talking about is a legacy that's lasted almost a century. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Clear Channel now is consolidating radio stations. You've still got XM and Sirius, which mm-hmm. are eventually going to merge one of these days, <laughs> apparently. It's not making um, any money. Well, yes, and that's the thing, is, is radio uh, and radio interest has gone way down. I totally thought they are in the racist future. Well, is that because it's gone to podcasts, or that people actually are less interested? It's, I think people are less interested. I think so. I, well, I think, you know, there's a lot of, once you've got a HD television, and you've got uh, podcasting especially, but, but also just, yes, iPods. People are listening to music uh, more often of their on their own, own time. Yeah, the music that they download uh, off iTunes, or... Illegally, uh, they're they're ripping steal stuff. They're ripping their CD collections <laughs> and putting them on their iPods. They're, um, I, said, I have to say this, come on, but you know stuff like that. Now, talk radio, on the other hand, is still pretty strong, uh, depending on who you ask. It's it certainly gets you know Rush Limbaugh gets a lot more listeners than 
Leo Laporte. <laughs> uh, that's still the case. I think it'll, it will be the case for the immediate future because you have still a generation living that grew up on tuning you know, the radio dial and listening to their favorite talk show. Well, at the same time, I look at people like my grandparents who, you know, like my grandpa, 88, he, when he was born, they didn't have a telephone in his house. Mm-hmm. And so as he's gone through, you know, viewing several generations, you know, all of a sudden he's gotten to a point in his life where he told me a couple months ago that he's thinking about canceling his landline because he doesn't need it because he has a cell phone. Mm. And I was shocked because he's 88, owns a 200-acre ranch, and lives with cows. He's been out of DeWitt County twice in his life. <laughs> and yet <laughs> he's embraced the cell phone. I would venture to say that he's probably a minority. Well, Among that demographic, there really is not a high acceptance of new technologies. Well, there's not high, but the point is that it's changing. That generation but, passes. But the fact that anybody is doing this is, is interesting and says something. Um, because because these, these changes have become so ubiquitous that, I mean, you know, podcasting is still a relatively unknown thing. It is. But, but, stop it, shh. Is it called podcasting or netcasting? Okay, here's the, here's the deal. <laughs> it was called podcasting originally because of the obvious iPod. connection to the iPod. Mm-hmm. But um, some, you know, the moguls in the industry, like, uh, what's his name, Adam Curry, <laughs> have uh, argued that it should be renamed netcasting in order to encompass video podcasting, uh, audio, vodcasting. vodcasting. I mean, there are a lot of these buzzwords thrown around, but Even podcasting... Podcast. Here's the deal. I think I think podcasting is a worthy term because iTunes basically adopted the term. And it's not yeah. going away. Uh, it's been standardized by the biggest. But is uh, it an catalog. iTunes specific term now? Because no. Of, no, it's not. Well, I, 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 mean, think, I know it's not, but people think of it that way. That's still the problem. Uh, there's Maybe, some of that, but it's not called iPodcasting. No, it's just called podcasting. Stop it. You could turn your ringer off. <laughs> I can now, but I've already received all the messages. So, oh, yeah, it's one of things that, that podcasting was a name because of the iPod, but it doesn't mean that anymore. Right? It's a new word. Like blog is a word that means something, whatever its roots are. Which my blog, I mean, it mm-hmm. still fits. Whatever its roots are, it doesn't matter because it is this new word. Right. I mean, you look up. At, you look up. I mean, podcasting in the dictionary. I don't know if it is, but it could be. I think it's in some recent dictionary. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. Yes. Yeah. Um, but if you were, if you were to look it up. It would. It, it might give you the etymology as you know from iPod, but that's not what it means anymore. It is not a, a broadcast meant for your iPod. It is an audio broadcast or video broadcast of some sort, generally sent through an RSS feed over the internet. Right. But do the majority of people know that? Do college students know that? Do probably not. Age I think if you were it doesn't that? matter. It uh, and see that's a yeah. Very good I point. think it does okay. because uh, that's going to affect the use of how how people are able to. Uh, uh, approach the technology. If people hear podcasts and there's this sense that it's just for the iPod or the Apple. Oh, wow, well, I you know podcasting would be nice, but... Until I don't have, have an iPod. I don't have an iPod. Yeah. yeah. And, and and there will be a point where the culture, like you said, the world evolves and the culture evolves so that everyone understands, but like, we're not there yet. Well, say, it's kind of like one of those things, like when you say Kleenex, we mean, you know, tissue. Right, yeah. Even though Kleenex was originally a brand right. name. Still is. Still is. And still, yeah. I mean, it, but it was originally mm-hmm. only that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one of those terms that is going that direction, but mm-hmm. still hasn't quite. I don't know. When I ask for a Kleenex and someone gives me a puffs, I get pretty upset. <laughs> <laughs> you would. <laughs> but, you know, see, I would disagree with you, Eric, though. Um, I would say it doesn't matter because it, it matters where it counts. It doesn't. It's not important that the entire public knows what podcasting is because not 
the entire public is going to be interested in it. Not everyone is going to be is going to want to do this sort of thing. Um, what's important right now is the right people are supporting podcasting, and that's really what what's different about this as opposed to terrestrial radio is you've got little niche uh, audiences for each of these shows that support that show, mm-hmm. and uh, they support it in a more direct fashion than has ever been possible before, be through donation systems like PayPal, through uh, buying AdSense, AdSense, marketed, marketed advertising, marketed advertising um, you know, buying merchandise related to the podcast in the case of like... Uh, Cafe Press. Cafe Press, right. We need some merch. We should get some bad philosophy. CafePress.com slash I totally wear a hat with the Descartes thing on it. Dude, you know, look at this like, or a t-shirt. Uh, yeah. woo That's a bad philosophy. Yeah. I'll have to make higher resolution images, though, because yeah. they're really fun. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So so basically, these, these niche markets are supporting podcasting, and these podcasters are doing okay. I mean, mm-hmm. Leo is one of the bigger shows, mm-hmm. and he still has trouble with it, but he's doing a whole network well, Do we have things. any idea what type of like net income, he's actually you know messing around with. I really don't know. Um, he's having he's been having to take more and more ads, uh-huh. and that's an unfortunate thing. I mean, I, I skip through the advertisements on Twitch. He's, he's been having to take more and more ads, but he's building like a fifteen thousand dollar computer right now. Yeah, but so, so I don't think it's important that podcasting needs to be out there well, to the same extent as TV. I, I don't think, think it that matters, but I'm not sure if it's like a, I guess it's it's a language struggle, you know, and, and language is a living language, so I mean. Anywhere will evolve. There's going to be an effect, and the effect is, you know, you won't have as many people doing the podcast thing right. because of the language. But, um, you know, maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing. And eventually, you'll catch up. <laughs> Kevin is just doing a uh, a visual plug for the Watchmen book. Um, not getting paid for this either. No, he's not. <laughs> Although we should. Um, and that's the thing. Some restrictions apply. I, I think... Some restrictions That policy does not support. All rights reserved. Uh, some restrictions uh, Member FDIC. Although, <laughs> that might not mean... Oh, the bailout passed. Yeah. Some effects uh, include headache, nausea, Should we do a uh, rabbit trail into politics real quick here? Yes. Well, yes. Just remind me that I've got a rabbit trail for podcasting, too. All right. We'll come back. Well, let, let's, uh, let's actually go down this first, and then we'll get on the podcast. Okay, we'll so my, my question is, um, what in your minds distinguishes a successful podcast from an unsuccessful podcast. Because all the time you search iTunes and you can see a podcast like Texas Tech has. Yes. In different departments and you go, oh, this looks amazing. This would be an awesome podcast. You click on it, subscribe, you realize that the last episode was, you know, the second one back three years ago. Yeah, exactly. You know? So what? what is it? Why do podcasts continue going? Why do they stop? And why do people listen to them in the first place? I can answer your second question. Because, uh, why do they stop? Um... Because I did a podcast before this uh, called This Week at Texas Tech. Twat. Twat. Twat, twat. This Week at Texas Tech. Um, which was, I mean, I, it, the entire thing was a humor, it was me sitting at my computer reading the Daily Toriadors for the week, which is the Texas newspaper. Uh, very, very niche market, obviously. Um, and I enjoyed niche it. Niche or niche? I don't care. I think it's both. <laughs> um, Continue. <laughs> But and I did that for a while. But like my my best listener was my mother, mm. and I don't mind that she loves my work. She's very supportive of me. That's awesome. But like I, I didn't feel like I was getting out there, and so I got very discouraged doing. It. I did it for a couple months uh, on a weekly basis, but the work I was putting into it was not coming was not being rewarded in any way. So in other words, if you don't return 
a listenership that's increasing on a substantial basis, you're going to be burned out. I think so. I mean, the fact that we're getting you know something around 50 downloads per podcast for this show, that's, that is something noticeable to me. My highest listener count ever with This Week in Texas Tech was 12. Wow. Um, and that was over a two, two and a half month span. I mean, but they're, they're all still up on iTunes. Like, you can go listen to them and listen to really old news about Texas Tech from the editorial that we made in front of them. Um, but, I mean, so that's, that's what led me to quit originally. Um, I mean, it was A, it was the isolation. I was the only one working on it. I was putting in all this work, and I, it felt like I was working in a vacuum. Uh, it's very similar to, to blogging a lot of the times. We talk about blogging versus tweeting. Blogging is into the void. Whereas mm-hmm. tweeting has a very specific audience built in. You know exactly who your audience is. You know exactly who's getting your messages when you send a tweet on Twitter or a pouncy on Pounce. <laughs> Are um, they called Pouncies? I hope so. I'm not on Pounce, but I hope they're called Pouncies. A pinch, a pinch on Pounce. A pinch on Pounce. Anyway, we're, we're rabbit trailing with rabbit trail. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's very a meta rabbit trail. It's a meta rabbit trail. Meta, use it. But but backing off from that, it's the and it's hard to see a visual return. It's hard, it's hard to see any sort of return on that sort of stuff when you're blogging or podcasting into the void. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that we've got multiple people working on this podcast, people talking, a makes it a lot better. I originally wanted a, a, a co-host for this week at Texas Tech, someone to bounce off mm-hmm. of. Um, similar to what we've got here. And I think that would have made it continue. Honestly. I think it would have. Because yeah. mm-hmm. um, it, it, it puts a little bit of more responsibility. I, I have to do this because this person's doing it, we have to bounce each other. Right. And it makes it more fun. Yeah. Um, but, was not it making a point? Yeah, I don't about why, why, oh, why, why you quit. But, so that's one reason. Yeah. But I, I, what about for the big ones? Like, uh, what if a corporation starts up a podcast? Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of things of, of like, uh, you know, biologists. Uh, a generic, made-up example. The Kleenex podcast, you know. <laughs> I would listen to that. All you ever want to know about wiping sneezes 24-7. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're this is the part where you cut your my sneeze from my lips. Wiping your schnoz. Schnoz. So let's say a company starts up this podcast. They hire a person to do the podcast. And the company looks out there and, and they're like, well, yeah, we got, you know, Two, three hundred people listening to this podcast on a weekly basis, but are we really getting any kind of feedback? And I think even for a big corporation, it's the same sort of thing. They, if they don't see that there is a positive response to it, either in business terms, like it, are they getting more Money. sales because yeah. of the podcast? Are they are they connecting with their marketing with their consumers more because of it? I don't think they're going to continue it. It's going to be a waste of money to them. Now, what about? For individual podcasters, I think another thing that um, limits a podcaster that can cause an end to it is just running out of stuff to say. <laughs> I think that's a very real possibility for any podcast um, that is not news-based or current events-based. Yes. Um, because I've, I've looked up, when I was doing research for this show, I looked Wait, up... research this show? Well... Is it that official? Not research. Metaphysical. Not research. Not research. Research. You're right. Right. <laughs> Metaphysical. I like that. But anyway, no, no. When I was doing research before, just kind of looking around, seeing what was out there, I did a search for philosophy podcasts on iTunes, and I found about uh, two dozen or so that were loosely related to philosophy. Some were very serious philosophy and had about twenty or thirty episodes. You know, most recent one was like maybe six months ago. So none of them were current. And of the two dozen? I did not see any 
really current philosophy podcasts. I like, know there are. The I know there are some. I mean, it's, granted, I didn't look for all of them. I didn't mm-hmm. look for all. Of them. But the ones I found uh, that were most viewed or highly rated or whatever um, really did kind of a, a sweeping survey of philosophical topics. They had guests on the show, and after about twenty or thirty episodes, they pretty much covered everything in philosophy. Um, because, you know, what, what do you do in, a, in an intro to philosophy course? You kind of look at all the major areas of philosophy, and after you read an article from everybody, you've pretty much covered it for all the extent that the, the general user is, or listener is going to be interested in. Well, I mean, um, you can't just leave it at that, though, because, I mean, like any particular aspect of philosophy, and we found this, I mean, you can delve. You can, you can rabbit hole. You exactly. Just, you know, and and which I think is, is beneficial to this show because we're trying to do that rather than just do an overview of topics. Right. And, and what, what I saw a major flaw in a lot of these shows is they tried to keep it way too stringent. I mean, mm-hmm. they, this it was basically like, we're going to talk about this and only this on this episode and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas here, I'm like, I, I really don't want us to fall into that, that trap. We still want to talk about content. But, oh, sure. We but, still want to have content. But we can we can add in content that may not be exactly related to what we started out with, mm-hmm. and I think that that gives us a kind of a dynamic element. We don't fit in boxes. Well, and I think the fact that we're called bad philosophy is a, is, a, is a sign of that because we're not a straightforward, strict philosophy. I mean, like Stephen is the only regular guy. I mean, we're trying to keep you, keep you regular. Right? Okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, is, who's who knows philosophy? Mm-hmm. I am a theater person. Okay. I know theater. I you could talk about it. I could, but I sit and think a lot. And 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 Matt, I don't know what Matt does. Um, <laughs> I don't have a life. But but it's it's we have this we have this bit of a you do have roller skates blades blades. We do have this. I think this every man sort of quality that that I think Matt and I bring to it more so. Yes, uh, I, th- I think we add a bit of a grounding to it. <laughs> um, then again, I mean, well, where Matt brings a grounding <laughs> to it, I bring a space into it, yeah. um, which averages out to a, a, a mid-atmospheric. It averages to a small. <laughs> However, I, I really don't think we're every man in in any sense of the word. Really, I mean, we are. We're going to have read every man the play. I love that play. Watchmen. We did it in our high school. Oh, what is it? Well, it's a medieval morality play. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's a perfect example of medieval morality plays, which is why if you're studying medieval morality plays at any point in time, you read every man and get a little <laughs> sick of it. Um, but it's it's not a bad play, I and mean, it's it's definitely a, a very interesting play. It's very straightforward, I and mean, there's it's not it's not what is considered currently entertaining. Well, I find it. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. No, that's cool. But I guess I kind of like medieval stuff. Yeah, so. I mean, but it's it's very much a medieval play, and and it's very. Good at being a medieval play. Um, for I guess we should reference this real quick. Every Man is a sh- is a as a play um, from medieval England. Oh, um, it was actually written in medieval. Yes, England. yes. Okay. It is it is a medieval morality play. Yeah. Uh, Basically, uh, this guy, gotcha. this guy, this Every Man, goes around and, and this. Well, the before that. Uh, uh, God tells. tells death to go get Every Man. Um, death goes to every man and says, your time has come. Every man's, well, I need, can I prepare? Death is like, yes. So every man then goes around to various things. He talks to kin, he talks to um, friends. I mean, they have different names. Yeah, good, talks to good, good works. Good works. Goes to charity. Charity. Um, uh, things. like uh, Pleasure. pleasure. There's, there's a, a various things, that, and they all represent various ideals rather than 
actual people. And every man himself represents ideals. Yes, because he's, he's, he, is, he is, in fact, right. every man. It's meant to be like something all of us will go through. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's actually, it's, it's very much a Proustian-based play, because at the end of it, he realizes that all he can take... Yeah, well, it's <laughs> all, almost all medieval drama is is heavily Christian Christian influenced because we've talked about was Christian or there was medieval play that wasn't. So. Um, I don't know of one, but I, I can't say that all of them are because I don't know. Um, so I, I put Wiggle Room in there. Mm, um, CYA, gotcha. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, but, that, but that's what Everman is about, and we talked about it previously. Um, so let's say a medieval person was going to listen to a podcast. What would make them listen to it? <laughs> uh, first, um, a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> a direct order for the king. How would get me to listen to it? Yeah, dude, we should get one of those. A, a decree? A decree from a the king? king? <laughs> we need to find a king and get him to decree that everyone listens to bad philosophy. Well, where That's are we going to get a king? Where are we going to get a king? Though it would have to be like a king of a third world country or something. Just it would have to be a king of a country. Norway has a king. Norway has a king. Norway does have a king. Norway. Norway. So Norway. Just, wait, just. I've just insulted an entire country. Wow. Well, <laughs> well the... that, that counts out the king of Norway then. Nah. <laughs> hey, I love Norway. Don't Jones. they have Legoland? No, it's Denmark. No, that's California. Oh, Denmark. The too. real Legoland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. No, that, that is in Denmark. So. Well, so, so where are we going to get a king then? All kings who are listening to this podcast, please contact us. At, uh, oh God, Wait. we don't have an email. We don't have an email. We don't have an email. Do we? Oh, oh no! So we post a comment on one of the shows. How do we not have an email address? Well, we could. It's actually be pretty easy for me to create an email address. So we you should you do that. Um, yeah, no, no, here. By the time this episode is posted, email um, what? BFans at badphilosophy.com. No, 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 that doesn't work. <laughs> no. BFans? No, no, no. Beef. That doesn't work. BFans? No. Um, Beef. <laughs> Steven at badphilosophy.com. Yeah, let's just do that. Email Simple. email Steven at badphilosophy.com. Is that with a V or a PH? With a PH. Just the only it. way that it is proper to be spelled. <laughs> because it comes from the Greek word Stephanos, which is spelled with a V, which is a PH sound. I don't know how it's pronounced V, but it's PH. It's transliterated. I'm not so it's not misspelled, it's mispronounced. It's yes, it's mispronounced. I saw a guy who spelled Kevin K E V A N. And Dr. Seuss is Dr. Seuss. Seuss. Dr. Sauce. <laughs> I demand sauce. It just sounds wrong. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it sounds like a porn name. Hey, let's do the let's do our porn names real quick here. What? Yes. I didn't <laughs> I didn't I didn't prepare for this. No, no, it's really oh. easy. You take your middle name and the name of the street you were born on. So I would be Jeremy Russell. It's a good porn name. Yes, it's an excellent <laughs> porn name. Matt, what would your porn name be? I would be Aaron Everest. Aaron Everest. Dude, that's, that's a good that's porn, a better porn name. All right. Anton Ashford Hills. Is that hyphenated? Uh, Ashford Hills. No, that's two words. Yeah. How about just Anton Ashford? Or, okay. or Hills. Alliteration is always good. Yeah. Or Anton Hills. Oh, so, okay, middle name, middle name. Oh, after we my middle names that we're talking about? Yeah. This is a ploy to reveal your middle name. This is not public, it's not yeah. <laughs> it's the internet. It's, it's not well, no, see, I originally heard the porn star name was your first pet. That's, a, that's an alternate. But that doesn't work too well, because I didn't have a first pet. It was my family's. I've never had a pet that was just It was your first pet in what? And you're in the street you were born on, or street so you grew up on. Street Everest. you grew up on. Super Everest. <laughs> That's a good one. My, my first two pets, two fish, goldfish, super and super duper. 
That's wow. pretty cool. But no, well, if, if we're counting my first pet, if we're going to use that, I would, in fact, be Twinkie Shining Boa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, your middle name is Twinkie. No, that's my first pet's name. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> get, get to clarify. Yeah, no, do the uh, do the Michael Shenandoah. Michael Shenandoah. That's Shandoah. that is. See, so now you know our porn names, everyone. Congratulations. What, this, this this podcast is wonderful. I think we've run out of stuff. <laughs> yeah. See, we're we're doing the meta episode, and it's only episode six, our six, seventh episode. Next, we'll have a clip show. Yeah, next we're going to have a clip show, an then a blooper show, and, uh, and then so it'll... Because I wanted to talk about intellectual property rights, i.e. music and stuff. Well, you didn't bring that up. Okay. I did. Steven shut it down. Like the DMC. Oh, no. I, oh, oh, wait. Do y'all know about iTunes? And what? Do y'all know about what's going on with iTunes? No. Okay. iTunes, um, at least according to some blog posts that have been that have made it to dig. Okay. That's the extent <laughs> of my knowledge. Right. Um, but iTunes has... Um, Basically said, hey, if this happens, we're shutting down. Here's the this. Um, right now, there's a pos- There's like somewhere in Congress, they developed this little, what do you call it, a group in Congress? Committee. Like a committee. committee. A committee. Yeah. Uh, they have this committee now that it's like four people that review the pricing structure for music that's sold and how much goes from goes to the publishers and artists and all that. So they're basically raising the price six cents. So if the bill passes, so then iTunes will be required to give the artist, record label, whatever, however that works out, six cents extra. So, so all of the so songs are going to be a dollar five if <laughs> iTunes raises the price. iTunes has said they will not raise their prices. They said that if they don't raise their prices, they will be losing money on iTunes. And they said that if because it's like a fifteen percent increase from the current yeah rate, whatever that is, and um. They said that their only option is to shut down if this happens. But people have yelled out BS because they said there's no way Apple's going to shut down iTunes and still produce the iPod. Because the hardware and yeah, the software. Yeah, it's a totally it's a they, they might turn off selling uh, songs. No, that is too big a revenue stream for Apple. But well, that's the deal. If, if money. They said they will not raise their pricing structure above 99 cents a song because that is what iTunes is known as. Well, see, as long as, the, as long as the podcasting directory doesn't go down, I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, do y'all buy music from iTunes? No. Occasionally. I never buy. I've bought I still, like 10 songs. You know, I, I, still buy, have, I, buy, I still buy actual physical CDs. Same here because I want, one, I want the CD. Two, I want to be able to take it anywhere I want to yeah, put it on any device. The thing is, unfortunately, yeah, and they're trying to DRM CDs as well, um, which no, yeah. they already had. Somebody yeah. tried that. It didn't work no, so didn't. well. Uh, if anyone recalls the whole um, rootkit root kit thing, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 That if you can take something to a headphones jack, then there's always a link. Yes. Yeah. So, um, which would be the analog, the analog hole, basically. Yeah. yeah. You have to be able to play the music somehow. Can't <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, pay money for nothing. We, we haven't we haven't discovered a way to digitally stream music straight into the brain yet. Well, um, they're, oh, they're oh. working on the copy protection that they're going to put in infants, like as they pop out of the womb. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> um, DNA DR. Well, no DNA. <laughs> apparently, there, there's there's been a lot of debate about this. So this kind of goes back to philosophy. So I, I like to figure away from tech. Okay. Um, okay. Um, there's there's discussion of is DNA copyrightable. Oh copy my written. god, now th- this is, this kind of dovetails into intellectual property. property. Yeah. In fact, um, if anyone's out there has ever seen the documentary The Corporation, uh, great, good job. If you haven't seen it, shame on you. Um, 
Go see yeah, it. Like, if you haven't seen it, thumbs up, shame on you. Yeah, thumbs, up, <laughs> shame on you. thumbs up for Slurpees. Thumbs up for Slurpees. <laughs> thumbs up for Slurpees. If you, have, if you have seen it, thumbs up for Slurpees. If you haven't, shame on you. Uh, Canadian documentary about the United States, United States corporatism, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and the part of part of what it, it covered was a brief segment on patents. And uh, one of the things they talked about was, uh, I think it was in the 90s, mid-90s or maybe 80s, I'm not sure. There was a, a landmark case. It was a, a company uh, basically attempting to patent a certain kind of enzyme that was used as a cleaner. Huh. And uh, they created this enzyme in the lab, and it was basically a microorganism that, that did some sort of cleaning function on the microscopic level. And um, the patent office was like, no, this, this resembles life. You cannot patent life. Uh, and they said that. Well, <laughs> guess what? They did anyway? They did anyway. And uh, they somehow weaseled it past the court. There was a ruling on it. And um, basically, any kind of life is patentable if it is not human. You can patent a breed of animal. You can patent a microorganism. And so I guess they'd say that any, you know, common animal that is already existing would be, like, public domain. Right. Well, what if it's not? Like, could I take cat and patent it? Well, no, the cat would be a public domain, but if you went and changed the cat... But no, the thing is, things things that have been public domain have gone and been copyrighted and patented. Right. Um, and no, and what, what really what no, the not is, everything has, but thing, but there are things that have. There's there no are precedent. things that have gone, but not everything that is public domain is something that used to be copyrighted. No, but um, everything. No. But but a lot of things that are, are quote unquote common have been copywritten or patented or trademarked by corporations. How for that, instance, how does that work? For yeah. instance, the the uh, documentary uses the example of the Happy Birthday song. Somebody owns the rights to the happy like, birthday as of song. today. Well, does. yes, it's, it's actually a really strong, uh, a very interesting argument um, that was raised by somebody I remember who that actually is public domain due to various reasons and, um, and problems. But for the, but for the right now, if you sing happy birthday in a in a public forum uh, and they catch you, they being the people that quote unquote own the copyright, I forget they who, will sue you. I forget for $2 who it is. Dollars. So in the meantime. This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. All right, yeah, but it, but anyway, no, no, it, it brings up an excellent point. Is is yeah, we've created this precedent that life is patentable. That you can own life. You can own a a not, not just life. You can own this not, not life forms, but life itself. Yes, and, and, I thought and that the, uh, includes the building copywriting was the sort of the the sequence to create that. Not necessarily. Well, that, uh, that would be the patent. So there'd be, there'd be the difference between like the technology to to create the life and then the life being itself. I, I want to make a, a distinction real quick here. There's, we've got to distinguish copyright from patent. Mm-hmm. Patent is when you... Uh, it's a methodology. It's, it's a methodology uh, uh, process. Mm-hmm. You're, you're basically registering a process of doing something, mm-hmm. creating something. Copyright is when you um, claim the ability to... Uh, claim control over... How that uh, whatever is uh, distributed or copied. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So basically, it, you know, copyright and patent are very related, but they're not the same thing. Right. Um, basically, an inventor is more often someone who comes up with a patent, and someone who's an author or a publisher comes up with copyright. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, copyright is more something related to intellectual property, although patents you can patent intellectual property kind if of it's, if it's a process. If it's a process, yeah. Um, a design, a, a, 
creation of some sort. Um, so so what, the, what the deal is with DNA is, is like it's, it's part of the fundamentals of life, right? It's building blocks. But if you go in and alter DNA um, you know, in any particular form, you can claim that as a process and patent that process. And maybe well, So then the question is, are you actually patenting the DNA sequence or the process of making this DNA? See, that's a very sort of subtle but different uh, concept, because then the DNA is a thing unto itself. I so wish we had a patent attorney in here. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of why I want to go into this field, because it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it is, it's like... It is well, the really question that I, I want to ask is, do I own my DNA? Well, I don't do think anybody own owns right now. See, nobody owns the air. But the D, do I own myself? Do I own that which makes me? I well, would, to say that you own that which makes me, then you want to say about food that you own. That, that which makes me, me. Well, okay, then this gets into a question of personal identity. Are yeah. you your body? With self. You know, but if I okay. cut your arm off, do you say, well, I own that arm? <laughs> but if you, you know, if I have that back? <laughs> if you change my DNA, <laughs> if you change my DNA, you've changed an essence, an integral part of myself. Okay. I am, I am different in some manner or shape or form. So that sequence, that DNA sequence is maybe not completely, but at least an integral part of who I am. Well, so if you go through like one of those genome therapies, then you're... Someone else entirely, arguably, yeah. Which, so, which is, is I mean, such a such a rat, such a uh, I don't, I don't want to I, I was gonna say genome therapy. Um, that, that's not really possible yet. Yeah, gene, gene therapy is still in development. I mean, it, well, it's not yeah. possible to completely change someone's DNA structure from gene therapy. It's, it's oh, yeah, wonder, yeah, you can't completely. Would it be possible to take DNA from a mosquito inside a fossilized rock and stick it in a frog? No. <laughs> <laughs> we are you, should not, a, you should write a book about that. Yeah, you maybe a, make it, a movie. Oh, uh, I, think, I bet Spielberg would direct that. It yeah, good. it does, doesn't it? I'm, think, I'm thinking a luscious Green Island. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, would people would people pay to see that mosquito? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> you can almost like make it an amusement park. Yeah, oh, wow. exactly. Video game, but you want to you want to have pretty games. good security because I mean you never know what those mosquitoes are going to do. <laughs> like, um, could the animatronics be the security? Like they could kind of control. No, it. that does that doesn't work too well. You I wouldn't trust them. Yeah. And, well, uh, but is there do they have artificial intelligence? Big electric fences. Big electric fences. That's the only way. What happens if the power goes out? We're screwed. It's a problem. Just yeah. don't let the power go out. Leave the Back island. Up generators. Leave okay. the island. Leave the island. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, let nature take over. Exactly. But don't ever go back there, because you get screwed with I, I can't even pursue this. Yeah. Don't, don't, I like this. don't go back, really. No, don't go back. No. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Really? What, Not what, after what, nature's taken over. What might happen if I go back? Uh, there's no telling. Uh, I mean, like, what if I try to, like, parasail? Like, just kind of see what's going on. That sounds dangerous. What if, what if, you, what if you can't, like, land properly, or you land on the island? Like, you're parasailing, but something goes wrong and you land there. Well, yeah, what if you get trapped on the island? With all these, with all these mosquitoes. Yeah. <laughs> well... I mean, hopefully a private jet would be able to get me out of there. If I own the island, I'm not If you own the island, jet. but are you going to have a jet on the island? <laughs> <laughs> this is such a meta joke. <laughs> so, if, you, uh, if you've been living up under a rock for the last two minutes, we were talking about Jurassic Park there in a, in a very, like, uh, meta fashion. Uh, <laughs> uh, see, so. I got it. 
<laughs> yeah, but you were part of it. That doesn't count. Yeah. See, Eric was sitting over here just looking entirely baffled. No, you know? I, I understood the whole way. I was, okay. just, I was, yeah. I was wondering how long. So, if y'all are found clean the parts, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, patents, scary. Uh, they're they're so scary. Like, I'm just scary. I'm insanely scared. Which is why bonuses are frightening in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, would this be legal? I don't think so, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's sampling. It's sampling. It's sampling. It yes. Like um, if you if you play a sample of an illegal download ringtone, there's only a sample in and of itself. That's okay. Keep it under thirty seconds. Yeah, I'm pretty sure nobody can hear that. That's okay though. Yeah. Where were what were we talking DNA, about? DNA, podcasting, podcasting. Maybe we should do a DNA cast. Just talk about DNA. DNA podcast or DNA? Just you know, get the whole sequence, put it up there, just in flashcards. Hey, dude, I should. Yeah. DNA, <laughs> a, G, C, Maybe just G, like for the G, video, a, place all our faces C, with a picture of our C, genome sequence. Yeah, have like a, a G T C A A. This is stop this is kind of like. This is kind of like putting, you know, the, the um, what was it, the, the code for the uh, DNA, or for, for DVD cracking? Sorry, did you mean dealing with You know, this is, like, really distracting me. It is distracting. I could really go to sleep listening to it, though. You should do sleep sound Wow, you have a short DNA sequence. That was a sample. We're sampling today. But it's interesting. I mean, you say that, like, in the future, if your DNA is owned, or if you do own your DNA... Could, you know, you or somebody else um, talking about your DNA or putting that sequence out on the internet be considered copyright oh, infringement? that would be frightening. Um, like, yeah, there could be a court case where you sue because someone revealed your DNA. Revealed your DNA. Online. Exactly. Because oh, wow. um, this, this a, happens. That's a crazy there was an example. But if you go there, then you could get sued for being careless with your own DNA and letting someone else see it. You can't get sued for being careless. Can you? Uh, I don't think yeah. so. You'd have to, no. You'd have to find a leak. Well, there's like, no. There's nothing you can, in the code. You could get a ticket for being careless, careless, but can you be sued? And, uh, my point was, we, <laughs> yeah. we had we had an example of this with the whole um, DVD cracking thing or Blu-ray. It was the Blu-ray yeah, crack. Blu-ray. Um, and Dig actually posted a story with the the hash sequence that was required to crack the the DRM on Blu-ray. Um, and it just got out there. <laughs> um, it was not like some clandestine site. It, it basically was put out everywhere. And uh, the funny thing is, the, the subpoena um, for the takedown order had the complete code that they wanted not posted anywhere. <laughs> in the, so anyway, they, they, had to, they had to identify what it was they wanted to take it down. Exactly. So, but, but now that's so part of public record. The very act yes. Of, yes, so the very act of protecting it put it out there in the public domain. <laughs> Can we move to Switzerland or something? I, th- I don't know what Switzerland's copyright stuff is, but... What, what they're trying to do, though, there, there are there are ongoing efforts to to fight things like the Pirate Bay with an international DMCA. Yeah, that's um, scary. Yeah, sometimes some kind of equivalent. Well, do you of, think that's justified? I'll say already, you can get in trouble like flying internationally, so they can look at your iPod and get you in trouble if they find copyright new songs on there. Yeah, but nobody's gonna do that. I mean, <laughs> uh, no, that does. That's what gets how, you in trouble. How do they check it? How do they Why check do you it? You could be like. You could be like, no, I I own that CD. I mean, how are well, they going to verify it? They'll be like, hmm, bitrate's low in the song. Must be torrented. <laughs> I, but there's no way you can look if at you, the bitrate on the iPod. If it's missing a digital signature, they could force a deletion. The thing is, Stephen, yeah. this is government at airport security, which is a whole other level of government. 
that doesn't care about proof. That's <laughs> true. No it's kidding. about suspicion. Air Force is there to become their own little governments unto themselves. Well, I wouldn't say that. I would say it's the fault of our big government. Yeah. Um, but it's it's what our big government might become the in the wacky. near future, and that yeah. frightens me. They're wacky. wacky. Wait, clarify. Government or airport? Both. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but no, airport we, we, security, if it's just suspicion, they, proof is not necessary. If you're suspicious, they can do whatever they want to. Yeah. And there, there was a law passed that came about, I think another one that allowed airport security basically to confiscate any electronic equipment yes. you have for any reason. This one is bad. For any reason, for an indefinite period Wait, of time. this isn't enact right now? This is, yes, this, this is just enacted. got passed. Yeah. So, like, if I'm walking to the airport and they don't like the way I'm holding my iPhone, it's they like, can they can confiscate it away. They don't, have to, they don't have to give you a reason. They don't have to give it back to you. Ever. They, ever. they could already do that before in, like, the no phone zones, right? Well, yes, but this, this basically is, extends that yeah. to anywhere. Well, and the thing is, this is this is really bad. A lot of corporations are upset about this because there are people who are traveling with computers with very sensitive private data on them, owned by corporations, copywritten stuff. Uh, client information. Which is why you have a hidden OS installed that way. No one knows it's there, but if you enter a password, it boots into that hidden OS. Yeah, I bet that's too much trouble. I bet you take an image of the hardware. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. But no, but that's and that's something that really the companies are are worried about because the government just granted themselves the ability to take private information whenever they want. Exactly. With no reason. And hold it indefinitely. But like how it, different is this than like wiretapping? It's not. It really isn't. It's just it's more, bad either way. It's well, the different with wiretapping is wiretapping. They know what you have, but this they're taking the physical device away. From yes, yeah. it, wiretapping is is basically the more subtle version of this. This is the far less subtle. We're hey, taking it. You can't have it. So like this is something that's just recently passed. Yeah, in the yes. past few months. So why is no one angry about it? Like we are. Like be, um, well, basically, the government would. Because the it's right okay. some people went. Oh, it's right. okay. Yeah. It'll be all right. It's for your safety. The terrorists are out to get you. Really? We have to protect you. Oh yes, we have to protect you by taking away what you have. Taking yes. away your rights. Here. Thank you. Your certain inalienable rights. Yeah. But uh, basically, it's not. It hasn't been challenged because the right people are not angry about it. Yeah. Because nobody knows about it. <laughs> uh, well, my, so, my dad's okay. company's got a memo about it. Yeah. yeah letting them know. Do you know the specific name of the act? I do not. Okay. I, I would put it in the show notes if, if we did, but... We can probably look it up. Oh, yeah. Not like right now. Right. It's um, so It really wouldn't do much of good anyway, because it's already on the books, and once a law has been passed, it is very difficult to get it redacted. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. pissed off that bailout got passed. Yeah, because uh, we're basically stuck with that now. And There's, all the mess has been paid. The only the only thing left is for President Bush to veto it, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. He's in favor so, of it. Yeah. Well, considering he sponsored it, basically said y'all have to pass this, or else, and uh, didn't really back up the or else. So, so what are the implications of this for an ordinary citizen? Basically, you go two thousand twenty five hundred twenty five hundred dollars more into debt to the government to the borrowing from the future. However, which is what got us into this problem in the first place. Yes. What, what the bailout does is basically creates a $700 billion line of credit for the United States government. To do with whatever which, they want. Did y'all, like, did any of y'all read, I think it may have been on Dig, there's a list of what you could do with that money. Like, yeah, how many cheeseburgers you could buy for everybody in Kansas. For $700 billion? Yeah. You know, one of them was, like, you could buy everyone in Kansas a Caribbean island. 
Anyway, wow. enough about Kansas. Yes, <laughs> enough about what this wasteful act is going to do. Uh, Eric, do you need to leave? Yeah, I should have. I gotta be so, so. All right, we'll go ahead and wrap things up here then on Bad Philosophy. Uh, well, it, it started out as a meta show and then actually got became on, a show. It actually became a show. Um, next so week. So we descended into the depths of reality. We did. Just, we, uh, just, we came down from our, our meta, <laughs> meta pedestal. From our meta pedestal down to the pedestal. Pedestal about pedestal. It yes. is. It's a pedestal on top of another pedestal. Yeah. I'm meta confused. It's two pedestals high. <laughs> confused about being confused. Yeah, that, I'm meta annoyed. Meta confused. Anyway, metanoid. Metanoid. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a candy. Um, <laughs> sounds tasty. It sounds, I, I want to bet it. Let's right go get some. Okay, so the traffic show gets some metanoid. Right, I'm out. All right, cool. Um, next week, I will be gone. Kevin Saunders will be hosting, if all goes well. And um, hopefully they won't destroy the universe in my absence. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, and see you next time on Bad Philosophy. Where did Legmar come from? Basically, wow. ever since I was little, I always thought it'd be really cool to own a big business. I was like, that sounds amazing. And so I was like, well, i got to come up with a name for this awesome business because obviously it has to be internet-based and I need a domain name. And so since all the four-letter domain names are taken, I, was, I went with five. And in going with five, I realized that L-E-G-L-E-R was too long. So I was like, Legler, my last name doesn't work. And so I was like, plus, who wants to use your last name as your website? That's not cool for business. That's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so I-, I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, what's a business that makes a lot of money? Walmart's a pretty big corporation. Walmart. Legler. Legler Mart. Walmart. Legmart. That's gross. Take off the T. Legmart. Legmart.com. I- five letters. I like that. So that's what I, and then from? legmore.com stuck. That was my okay. set, that was my so train I, of thought. I've been to legmore.com and I'm like, what is this? This is there's nothing but, here. But, see. <laughs> hey, well, that's why there's a link to my blog from legmore.com. It doesn't work, but dude, it doesn't because okay. that's, I was hacked by the porn site. Here's, here's, here's a problem. Out. Here's a problem with your little plan, though, Matt. Legmore is six letters. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oops. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs>